Abundance of love, abundance of grace. Now to that cross, you took my place. Oh God, you paid my ransom. My ransom. Abundant Life Christian Fellowship Church. Loving God, loving people. Now, here's Pastor Scott. Amazing faces. I'm going to read to you one verse out of Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. The screens are not working. Now, we could go all spiritual because I know some of y'all come from a background where you see a demon behind every time the speaker squeals, okay? Uh, and you, you always comfort yourself by saying, Oh, we must be up to something good. God must be doing something because we're having adversity. Uh, I found in my life you can have adversity even if you ain't doing nothing good. Um, but the screens are out. Um, we, we've been robbed this past month. Somebody broke in and stole stuff out of the trailers on the side of the building. Um, I'm looking for some street justice. I'm looking for the neighborhood to rise up. I was, I was telling Jimmy because... Uh, Jimmy and I can talk on a real level because he's just a solid brother. Uh, we got a lot of things in common. And uh, I was telling him, we, we need to, the neighborhood needs to be rising up for us. Uh, I'm talking about the, the gangbangers and the, the drug dealers need to be rising up and saying, look, don't, don't mess. Y'all want to rob someplace, don't rob abundant life. They're feeding this community. They're loving this community. They're helping this community. So pray uh, for our community. Uh, the city surrounding this community, our state, our country, the world, um, that people here would know. We're not just here to have church on Sunday morning. We're just not another church that came. This building has been rented out and rented out and rented out by church after different church after different church. We came here, and by God's grace, we bought this property because we're planning on staying and being a blessing to this community, and we're going to be helpful. Get that word out. Tell them, look, don't, 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 don't bite the hand that's feeding you. Um, but we have certainly had um, a, a unique 60 days here. But I told y'all, I told y'all just a couple of months ago that God was doing something here, that God was doing something in me, that I was on a personal journey of, of, of walking closer to God. I invited you to come along with me, and how many times, how, how many of y'all know that many times when God is blessing, the devil is messing? All right, but can we agree that one of those is no match for the other one, and God is greater than all our troubles? I'm just trying to get y'all to encourage me so I don't lay down on the ground and cry, uh, which not gonna happen, so don't worry about that. Uh, I can't tell you what, what it might be when, I'm, when you're not staring at me, but let's get into God's Word. In Joshua chapter 1, verse 9, the Bible says this. And this is God talking to Joshua. He said, this is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I want to preach to you this morning from the shortest section of notes that I've brought up here in months. These are just five verses of scripture. Well, one, two, three, four, five that I am going to share with you. 
And then we are going to love on God. We're going to pray to God. We're going to throw all our money on this altar. And we're going to leave here blessed. Y'all ready? Do not be afraid or discouraged. Pray with me. God, thank you for your word. Lord, I thank you for each person who's come here today. And God, I pray you'd take this pain out of my mind right now. Father, I pray that you would let me focus on this word, God. I pray you'd fill my mouth with your words. Speak to us. We are here to hear you. Thank you for being a living God. Thank you for giving us a living word. I pray that you would be glorified in this time. In Jesus' name, amen. My neck is hurting so bad, it's affecting my voice this morning. It's affecting my mouth, and, and, and I got sweat rolling down my back into various places right now. But I am excited for God allowing us to be here today, and I am excited that this book is still true. Amen? Uh, let, let, listen to the word again. Listen to the verse again. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Oh, how I wish these screens were working today so you could put your eyes on these verses. But I'm going to do my best to, to make sense because many years ago, 30 Eight years ago, God put it in my heart to do what Ezra did. The Bible says that Ezra stood up on a platform made of wood, read the scripture before God's people, and caused it to make sense. And I've been doing that every uh, month, every week for the last 38 years. And I promise you today, if you desire for God to make sense to you today, if, you desire, if you're willing to allow Scripture to make sense to you today, God is going to speak to your heart. He said in the middle of this verse 9, after telling him, this is my command. It, th that's that's an old speak. Let me, let me wind that forward into 29 or 2019. When God said, this is my command, he was basically saying, this is what I'm talking about. You get this? This is what God is talking about. This is where God is at. This is, what, this is what I'm saying to you. This is what I'm telling you. This is the word of the Lord. And he said to, uh, to be strong and courageous. Well, that is sometimes a difficult deal to pull off. Sometimes you don't feel strong. Uh, sometimes you feel stronger than you are. Y'all know it's always that chihuahua that barks the loudest but don't have much bite, okay? So I'm not talking about fake strength. I, I'm not talking about uh, something that you, you fake it till you make it. We got to get away from that in the Lord's church. That was taught from pulpits for decades over the last 30 years that you ought to just fake it till you make it, speak it into existence. Listen, if you ever find anybody not named Jehovah who can speak something into existence, I want their phone number. Because I got a few dollars and I will pay them to speak some stuff into existence. But that, that foolishness don't, don't work. We got to get away from trying to uh, fake stuff till we make it. And sometimes you just don't feel strong. Sometimes you just don't feel courage. 
or courageous. Uh, and God knows that, and you need to understand that God knows that. But any time that we are deficient, any time that, that we are not accomplishing what God has told us to do, He has an answer for us in His book. He went on to say, do not be afraid or discouraged. Now, here's the thing. There's an easy answer to this. I give you guys setup what, um, phrases to keep you engaged so that you're actually learning. Those of y'all that have been around for a while, you already know what the answer is going to be because I'm going to come at you the same way because I want you to learn and human beings learn through repetition. Now, so here's, here's your setup phrase, and you give me the answer. Why would God tell the most godly man alive on the planet? Why would God, talking to Moses' successor, the, 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 the voice piece that he hand chose to be the mouth for him and the leader for all of God's people in the whole world, why would God have to sit back and tell the most in tune follower of God on the planet at that moment, why would God have to tell the best Christian in the world, don't be afraid and don't be discouraged? Why would God say that? Because he, he, he had times. Do you have times? Oh, no, not you. I forgot. I, I, let me tell you, they, they, they don't have times. Let me come over here with some real people. Do, do you ever have days? Do you ever have times? Do, do, do you ever just wish that God would just grab you up and fill you with courage and with joy? Y'all going to get there. Sit on that side of the chair. I'm, some of y'all going to leave here. I'll never come back. He said our section didn't have. Smile. The Bible says laughter does the heart good. Like a, We all, if we'd be honest, we all uh, what, what's that dude's name on that show where they, where they, where they criticize singers? Um, the, the British dude. Simon. Yeah. What? Simon. Simon always say, if I'm being honest. If what? Who? If I'm being honest. Well, why wouldn't you be being honest? It's your show. They're paying you all the money. Listen, if we're being honest, uh, we'd admit that no matter how bad you think you are in your mind. And listen. It, 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 it's, it's evident now, guys used to be guilty of that the most. Now, now some women walking around like they're 10 foot tall and bulletproof. Now we got women that, that just, they're the, they're the baddest thing on two feet. But no matter how bad you feel, no matter how hard you think you are, no matter how tough you maybe really are in real life, there are still things that can take uh, you to a place of fear and discouragement. Now, so here's the thing. We, the Bible says do not be afraid. That's not an option. That's a command. God is, that, that's not dependent on your personality or your skill set. That is a command from God that we should not be afraid or discouraged. Now, discourage, hear how I said it, Discour, discouraged is a word that can be understood as dis. Discouraged. Most people don't pronounce that word discouraged. They pronounce it discouraged. But it literally means to not let your courage be taken away from you. You don't want, hey, we used to say it, now, every three weeks, certain group of kids 
come up with a different way to approach life and a different way to say things because by the time 50-year-old people start saying something that they've been saying, they change it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You can't even tell people happy birthday anymore because full flavor had to change that to happy born day. Stick around and find out some people. You, 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 you can't, that, that can't even be your, it, it, you, it used to be, that can't even be your ace no more. Some of y'all ain't old enough to remember when that was my ace, and then that became my, my homie, then that became my dog. Then, uh, but as soon as somebody over 35 starts saying it, you know, you used to say, don't, don't diss me. Now you got to change. Every time somebody over 30, I, see, I just keep backing the age down. Don't let somebody over 27 say, say what being said because then it's all got to change uh, because, oh, they catching up to us. Let's flip it. They don't even flip the script no more. They, listen, what, it's like technology. Go ahead and buy you a new piece of technology at Best Buy. Get it home, plug it in, use it for three seconds, and guess what your brand new technology is now? It's obsolete. It's out of date. You ain't up on the, on, on the newest stuff. Man, I finally went and got me a 4K technology smart TV. It's old. Fresh out of the box. Four or five months old, but I promise you this. Uh, they got another one. Y'all know y'all used to be happy. You got your new Galaxy phone. You got your new iPhone. It used to be an iPhone. Then they started putting numbers on it because by the time you, by the time I got one, they were like, I'm a, I mean, got to have a new one. Then they go from that 4 to that 6 to that 7 to that 8, 9, 10. Uh, I can't wait till they have an iPhone 38. It's going to cost $38,000. That's what they ought to do. Just go ahead and admit it. Y'all know that iPhone was a couple hundred dollars? Then the iPhone 4 was about how many hundreds of dollars? Four. Then that iPhone 6 was about how many hundred? Six. iPhone 7? Seven. iPhone 10? Go ahead and drop you $1,000 on a piece of phone that's going to be obsolete next month. But language is fluid like that. And listen. We don't, I mean, you may still be old and caught in your ways and telling people don't diss me. But the world is trying to discourage us. Don't let nobody diss your courage. Don't let your courage be dissed because then you will be in violation of God's commandment to not be discouraged. I wonder where you're at this morning on a fear level. I wonder where you're at this morning on a confidence in God level. See, God is not trying to get you to be confident in you. God is trying to get us to be confident in Him. God is not so concerned with whether or not people diss us. God is concerned that the courage that you have from Him is not being dissed. Is anybody following me? All right, let me get back into normal language so some of y'all can't catch up. To, to, to my street language. Uh, God said don't be afraid and don't let your courage in him be dissed. The next phrase says for, and I told y'all, when you read the Bible or any literature and you read the word for contextually as it's being based on what's just being said, try to replace that in your mind with a word that will drive context deeper in your spirit. Instead of reading the word for, sometimes you could try in its place the word what? Anybody know? Because. When it says don't be afraid or discouraged, for, you, you can read that in a more modern context, because 
the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now, when you get involved in life, life can be overwhelming. When you get involved in difficulty, difficulty is going to come. This is the lie of TV and radio preachers that come to Jesus, get saved, sanctified, fire baptized, filled with the Holy Ghost, and then all your troubles will vanish. There's no truth to that. If that was true, Jesus wouldn't have died on the cross, all the apostles wouldn't have been crucified, and we wouldn't be going through stuff today. But when life happens, when, when, when things start coming at you, you just got to remember this truth. God is with me everywhere I go. That dawned on me even, that, that reality dawned on me even though I didn't possess it. It dawned on me when I was a kid because when I was, uh, before I got all the way out of church and living in the world, uh, I was going to church as a small child and then quit uh, during my teenage years. But we had a preacher who would always say stuff like that. Would you sit like that in that chair if Jesus was sitting next to you? Would you, would you be talking in church if Jesus was sitting next to you? Would you go to that movie if Jesus was sitting next to you? Would you tell that joke if Jesus was sitting? And I finally thought, ain't Jesus sitting next to me? You're telling me he's everywhere at all times in all places without fail, and now you're telling me, uh, would, 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 I, would you be doing that with that young lady if Jesus was next to you? Well, he's, he's already everywhere, but here's the thing. We don't recognize that all the time. Because if we really did recognize what that old preacher was trying to scare me into when I was in the third grade, if we really recognize that he is with me, it would change life. It would change the way we talk. It would change the way we act. It would change our, the, the way we think. And it certainly would change the fear Factor. How many y'all remember that show Joe Rogan used to do before he got too rich and famous to do TV, uh, and now he's just on the internet on every channel? Uh, he used to do a show called Fear Factor, and uh, they ain't enough money. <laughs> Lay in a coffin filled with Brazilian cockroaches and close the lid. I ain't laying on a coffin fi filled with candy and letting you close the lid on me. No, I, I, don't, I don't do small spaces like that. Y'all remember, anybody remember fear factor? They, they'd be like to pick, pick up, reach, reach in this bucket and bite in to, to this blood ball out of the body of an elk. Mm, I'm leaving that alone. No, uh, there ain't enough money in the world for me to get involved in that. But when the fear factor rises, what do you do? You ought to call on Jesus. Y'all know me. I, I, if you know me, you know it's not just me selling wolf tickets. It is just me all day long. I've always been that guy. We used to go downtown. Now, so, y'all, if you didn't live here, if you didn't grow up here, you don't really remember how tough Jacksonville used to be. Jacksonville, like the rest of the world, has gotten softer. You know, well, there's a couple of cities hadn't caught up yet. But Jacksonville, if you used to drive downtown on Ashley and Davis, in the 60s and in the 70s, when the whole rest of the town used to be shut down. And I used to go down there as a teenage white dude, okay? So this, I've always been that guy. I, we would go downtown after everything else closed because all up and down Ashley Street, especially around Ashley and Davis, there was a place called Big Al's Odyssey Show Club and the golden slipper and there was a pool hall down there and people literally would be wearing pimp hats 
fur coats, driving Cadillacs with curb feelers hanging out from them, and just in the street. It was like New Orleans in Jacksonville in the 70s. It, by 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, everybody descended on Ashley and Davis. Anybody, anybody remember when that was? Y'all don't remember that. Uh, Hugo, you remember that? Dad used to... But, that we had a state attorney come along. I don't remember if it was the late 70s or the early 80s, but we had this want-to-be-known state attorney come along in Jacksonville called Ed Austin. Ed Austin decided too many people dying uh, on Ashley and Davis, and he had the city knock down all those clubs and all those places, and, you know, it, it, I guess it made Jacksonville a safer place. But I've always been, the, we would go down there, and listen, I'd be the smallest dude in the whole group. And I'll, then I'll be like, let Scott hold your money, because he he'd rather die than let somebody rob him. Uh, I, I've, I've always been the, the, the boldest, bravest dude, uh, whether or not I could back it. I've always been, in my mind, I've never been scared of natural things. But now that I've gotten saved, and I've understood there's some things uh, that, that are... It, hovering in the atmosphere uh, that I can't just grab by the throat real quick. Uh, I, I told y'all, sometimes I'll be alone in my house, and it creaks, and I get the little hairs on the back of my, and, and I get the woo-woo. <laughs> now, you know, if it's a human being down there walking, I'm excited because I'm about to get my frustration out. Come in my house if you want to, uninvited. You, you might find out uh, grown man strength ain't nothing to play with. Uh, but when it's not a human being. <laughs> I, chill, you talk about chills down your spine. Let your house start making noise and you know you're the only one in it. And it's not a human being that you can feel full of hollow point bullets. Hydroshock bullets. Uh, you can't shoot certain things, and that's the kind of stuff ought to make you want to start calling, calling on the name of the Lord. I, I just start talking about, oh, the blood of Jesus. I just start talking about Jesus Christ. Thank you, God. I just get into my Holy Ghost fit. Uh, uh, the house still creaks and cracks, but I feel better about it. I don't care how bold you are in the natural uh, there's some things in the spirit realm that'll make you say, hold on a second, I need more than I've got. And if you live long enough, no matter how bold you are, see, some people are just naturally have a boldness about them, and some people naturally have a timid nature about them. I'm not talking about your personality. God wasn't referencing personality here. He is giving commands for all of his followers to not be afraid and to not have your courage taken away from you. And the reason why he's able to say that is the end of the verse, because God's with you wherever you go. We need to get that understanding. We need to get that understanding that no matter what's going on, that God is with me. Because of bad theology, because of mega churches that wanted to have 20,000 seat sanctuaries and preachers living in million dollar homes wearing $80,000 suits every week, Churches and pastors had to start lying to people to get their money and telling them things that aren't biblical, like, uh, you know, God's never going to let anything happen to you as long as you give enough money in the plate. Uh, well, they can't, be that, they, they can't be that ridiculous with it because even a fool would see through that. But they have to say stuff like, if you sow a $100 seed today, your miracle is on its way. 
I just personally think there's a special spot in hell for liars like that taking good people's money on selling foolishness, selling hype, selling hope. Uh, there's just some times when it's going to be hard. Can we agree with that? God, but, but every good parent lets their child fall down. See, when, when you had that first kid, when, when, when you ain't really grown and you're adulting yet, some of y'all need to catch up and adult properly. But well, that's a different message for a different time. When, you're not re- when you don't really understand how to adult with your child and you see little baby boy, little baby girl riding that bicycle and, and they fall over and you want to run from the driveway and, and go pick. No! Let them fall. Let them ah! Shut up and ride. I, I saw a kid the other day. Uh, I was with some church friends fellowship, and, and I saw a kid the other day. Uh, wasn't hurt, wasn't doing anything. And this small child just went, ah, 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 uh, touch me, look at me, help me. That, uh, but see, when you let them scratch their knee, scream, look around, oh, I guess I'll just keep riding. A good parent will let a child scuff a knee and learn from it. I told y'all, some of y'all grab them out of the ditch too fast. Some of y'all mess around. People, I had somebody, they ain't in this room, they ain't even in this church. Uh, they called me one time wanting to know if I could bail out one of their family members. Now, this is a long time ago. There ain't none of you. You ain't got nothing to do with this. Uh, you know, keep calling me. Um, and I told them, I said, well, let me pray about it. And they're like, well, you know, it's only $50. I just need $50 to, to, to get them out. They're going to keep, they're going to hold them over uh, if, if I don't, you know, come up there and, and, and pay this. And I called them back. About an hour later, I said, I don't feel it. You know what I think would be great? Let's let them spend the night there. Let's let them spend the night in that jail. i go there tomorrow, and, uh, and I'll talk to them. And so the, the, the family member wasn't real cool with that, but I'm like, hey, you know, you want to get them out, get them out. This is what I believe. And I went there the next day, and they were belligerent and hateful. And I told I, 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 I looked this dude in the face, I'm like, I think you probably ought to just wait. You know, it might be better. And, and, and he told me, they might hold me in here uh, for, for the next week. I said, might, might do you good if they hold you in here for the next month. And they couldn't understand that level of reasoning. But how many of y'all with some wisdom? How many of y'all with some Holy Ghost? How many of y'all with some maturity and understanding un- realize that sometimes people need to go through some hardship, get low enough so they can look up and call on the Lord. <laughs> stuff's going to happen. Doesn't matter how bold you are, stuff's going to happen. And, and listen, if you don't look up quick enough, more stuff's going to happen. This, this is why you ought to every day call on the name of the Lord and say, I need thee, oh, I need thee. I, I love that song y'all sang, Jeff. Uh, because he lives... I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Doesn't matter how bold you are. Sometimes stuff's going to get you to the point where you got to realize, because the Lord is with me, I can do what I need to do. But I'm going to tell you something this morning that everybody's not going to agree with, but it's the truth anyhow. Hear me, hear me well. Fear is a decision. Fear 
is a choice. You don't have to let fear grip you, sir. You don't have to let fear grip you, ma'am. You can choose the way of the Lord. Now, it might not sometimes feel like that fear you're going through is your choice, but you can learn to choose the Lord. If you choose truth, fear will have to go. I could talk about fear for a long time, but I want to get out of here um, before uh, all y'all upset about the game and who's winning and who's losing. Really, that ain't why I want to get out of here. I just got my neck is hurting. Uh, but I, I've heard theologians say fear can be an acronym. Fear is not an acronym or an acrostic. Learn grammar. Fear is not, uh, you know, divided into these words. But if it helps you understand it, there is some truth to uh, breaking fear down by calling it false evidence appearing real. F-E-A-R spells fear, and it also can be used symbolically for false evidence appearing real. Though the, My house creaking should not give me the woo-woos. That's just false evidence that I've... I've uh, mm, whoa. That sound, no, that, that's just, that's me seeing things wrongly. Listen, houses creak. It's hot outside, and, and they just make noise. But sometimes you let false evidence appear so real to you that it grips you and paralyzes you. God said, don't be afraid. I've seen all these books and memes and theologians say that God put 365 fear knots in the Bible because he, that's one for every day. And every time I read that, thought in my mind, see, because I'm a deep thinker. I'm analytical by nature. I'm, I'm intellectual by design. And every time I see one of those memes, or there, you can go to a bookstore. You can download it from Amazon. 365 times God said, fear not, one for every day of the year. Well, if you're a thinking person, there ought to be a thought in your mind right off the bat. There is not 365 days in a year. It's 365.25 days in a year because every four years we catch what? Ah, now, so that book's out of gas for me. Next year, 2020, guess what? If you're just holding on to 365 days of fear and not, you're going to struggle on February 29th. <laughs> and, that, man, I always think about leap year. I think, how rough would that be? to be born on February 29th. I don't know, though. Once you get, like, about 60, you could be like, I'm not 60 anymore. I'm 15. <laughs> right? Because uh, you, you, you only had a birthday every four years. Uh, listen, whether you think there's 365 fear knots in the Bible, which is not the case. That's just a dude selling books uh, and preachers trying to sound cool on Sunday. There, but God does have a desire every day of the year for us to trust him to the point we don't fear. But fear, we are commanded to not be scared. We are commanded to not operate in fear. We are commanded not to be discouraged. I want you to understand today, though, fear thrives in an atmosphere of uncertainty and difficulty. Uncertainty, uh, psychologists will tell us, is the hardest place in life to be. This is the hardest place. I call it limbo. I've counseled a lot of people over the years, and I can tell you surely the most difficult place 
for a human being to be is in that place of uncertainty. When that person might be dying. When that person might be about to leave you. When you think that person might have cheated on you. When you think you might be getting fired. Listen, when you think you might be getting fired, that, 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 that uncertainty is, uh, you, you ought to just remind yourself what, what old grown folks say. <laughs> I was looking for a job when I found this one. I'm freaking out right now, Pastor. They might be about to fire. We might be facing layoffs. You might be collecting unemployment. I don't know what the answer is. I, you might be looking for a job. You might be having to move in with mom and them. I don't know what the answer is, but I do know that, that psychologically it's difficult for the human brain to deal with limbo. That I don't know how this is going to turn out. Well, what's the scripture say? Trust and o- obey. You, you, you got to watch and pray. You, you, you got to decide, hey, it's going to be what it's going to be. So some, somebody, uh, t- I was telling uh, Jake, we were talking about learning Spanish and uh, him, him needing to broaden his, his language because he wants to travel the world. And I told him, I said, you know, there's some tricks. Them, them, them learn how to speak a different language, Rosetta Stone and all that other stuff. What do you put on your feet before you put your shoes on, normal people? How do you spell the word socks? All right, now, Hesica, I need you to help me with this. Because uh, I'll see Nick's up here anytime I get in a bind. We, we were in Miami uh, last year. Was that last year? I, I mess around. And we like to go into dive restaurants because sometimes you get food poisoning. Sometimes you get a great meal. It's a coin toss. We messed around and got in this section in Miami, uh, and I don't even know, I didn't know there was that many Honduran people in the world, but everybody, nobody in there spoke English, they didn't have any English on their menu, they didn't have anybody that understood hi, plus that just means they didn't want me in there, because uh, they knew what I meant when I said hello, but I had to mess around and, 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 and call Jessica and be like, I can't read this menu, the waitress acting like she don't understand what Coke is. They really didn't want us in there. That should have been a sign. Normal people wouldn't have ate that food. But I had to read, read some stuff to Jessica, and, and, and I had to ask her, how do I just get some regular food up in here? And so she walked me through the menu, and then the waitress acted like she understood my country but accent. But how do you spell that thing you put on before you put on your shoes? How do you spell, how do you spell socks? Now, in my country accent, Jessica's going to help me because she's been helping me a long time for over a decade. Uh, what is S-O-C-K-S? Anybody, any Spanish people know what S-O-C-K-S is? Huh? The, 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 in Spanish, if someone said S-O-C-K-S, anybody know what that means? It is what it is. That's what, and so you take one of these little Spanish cheat classes, and they'll teach you how to spell English words, and if you say them with enough inflation, S-O-C-K-S. It is what it is. That's what that means. You don't believe me? Ask Rosetta Stone. Um, But if you just understand it is what it is, life's going to get better for you. You don't have to be able to spell it or say it in Spanish, but you need to understand it is what it is. Oh, my Lord, what's going to happen if my baby don't get into college? It is what it is. You know, Burger King got applications out. 
What, what's going to happen if, if I get fired? It is what it is. What's going to happen if so-and-so don't, don't? Listen, God has got it under control. It is what it is for everybody. But for the Christian, when I say it is what it is, I say that knowing God's going to work it out however God works it out. And God is with you everywhere you go. So don't live in this, in this fear of the uncertain because that fuels fear. That in the human mind, basic psychology will tell you that our minds do not do well in limbo. And, and some of y'all have been there. Some of y'all have been on, on, on that bedside wondering, is, is, is mama going to make it through tonight? Is, is my spouse going to make it? And you've been in those places and you got to remind yourself, God has this under control. It is what it is. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't even uh, know, know what language this dude was singing. Perry Como, uh, Neil Diamond, whoever it was, that said, Kesara, what? See? The, the one singer in the room, uh, uh, the music dude is like, well, it, 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 whatever will be, will be. Get that in your mind. You can't control everything in life. And if you let that fear of, uh, if you let uncertain situations cause you to be gripped by fear, then you're not doing what God wants you to do. Uncertainty and difficulty are atmospheres that cause fear to grow. So what you need to do in uncertain times is say, I know God knows what to do. God's got it figured out already. It's going to be what it's going to be. It is what it is. And God has got this covered. The uh, Difficult times. Oh, what am I going to do? This, this, this is hard. Trust the Lord. But, because understand, he's alive. This is what makes Christianity different than every other religion. Every other religion has a founder. I don't care what, what, what type of religion it is. They've all got a founder. And every one of their founders, unless it's a new cult, every one of their founders is dead. And in the ground... And their bones can be exhumed. That, that's code for grave digging. You can dig them up and you can find them there. But the Christian religion not only is different than all those other false religions, it's better because it's the only true way to come to God. And if you go to the place where they laid the body of Jesus, you can't grave dig that body. You can't exhume that body. You can't find no rotten bones of our Savior living in the ground because He's alive. Jesus rose from the dead and we got to understand that we don't have to be fearful we don't have to worry about how it's going to turn out we just got to rest in the reality that i serve a living god and he's got all that covered tell you next time you get the woo-woos next time you feel fear rising up in you next time you're like well i just wish i knew how it's going to turn out flip that script and say i know god knows how it's going to turn out and i can trust my god The Bible's always got the answer. I got, I, I got four verses to give you, and we're going to get out of here. Hebrews 4, 16 says, let us come boldly. Who is us when the Bible says us? Who is that primarily talking to? Not always, but almost always. If the Bible says us, it's usually talking to saved folk. Them, it's usually talking to unsaved. This says, let us come boldly. This is talking to Christians. Christians are able to come boldly to the throne of grace 
And here's why. So that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. I wish you could see it on the screen. You got get a Bible and read it. Let us, that's Christians, I hope that's you. If you are a Christian, you can go to the throne of God boldly. I wish everybody understood, I truly do have an open door policy. I have people tell me, well, well Pastor, I, I wanted to talk to you, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, di I didn't want to barge in on you. Uh, hey, listen, these kids ain't, ain't got that fear. Stacy and Marvin, they're, they're off in Orlando right now. But I tell you what, uh, Kiko, a.k.a. Bleeka, a.k.a. that little premature baby we were praying for before she was even born, uh, she don't care if my door's closed. If it's locked, she'll bang on it. <laughs> hey, Pastor, I just want a hug. Well, come here, baby, and get you a hug. She's not worried. She knows she can, she can come in anytime she wants to. My, my kids... I'd be lay, laying, I'd be in the bathroom. They'll walk in. Oh, I, I ain't, hey, I'm, I'm on the toilet. <laughs> well, I just want to come in and weigh myself. Well, go ahead. They come boldly in there. They know ain't nobody in my room but me. They figured that, you know, that's my dad. I come in when I want to. You need to understand God said you can come to him with boldness, even in your fear, even in your hard time, knowing he already said, it's okay, come on in. Listen, you need to understand, God has an open door policy. Your boss tells you that, that's a lie. <laughs> Try that if you want to. You're going to get fired. Show up, complain to your boss three days in, in a row, uh, you're going to get transferred. But when your boss says, oh, we have an open door policy here at Joe's whatever. Now, he don't mean that. Don't, don't try that too hard. You go to work for the city, they'll tell you that. They'll be like, all of our, all of our departments have an open door policy. You can come and talk to Chief Jones anytime. No, Chief Jones ain't trying to hear that. They tell y'all stuff like that at the courthouse and his cops, don't they, Ramos fan? They're like, you, you can come to, 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 to Captain Smith. Any, no, you sweat Captain Smith one too many times. You, you'd be pushing papers somewhere you don't want to push them. But when God says you ha he has an open-door policy, I want every Christian to know. He said, you can come in here with boldness. You can step up on, on to God anytime you want to. We used to say in the old church, I got Jesus on the main line. You better get Jesus on the main line. You better understand. He picked up the phone. Listen, call waiting. <laughs> call, call waiting is for folk you don't like. Go ahead and call somebody five times and let it go straight to voicemail in one day. They ain't studying you. I told, my, I told my youngest son, I said, boy, you, when, when you see my name on, because I, I, get, I get to think, he's like, dad. I didn't, it'd go to voicemail, and he'd be like, I didn't, it, no, I didn't see, the, and I believe him, because I love him, and I know he, he's got some places, he, he goes to a friend's house, they don't get good reception, and if, in my mind, I'm thinking, that boy done rolled me to voicemail. <laughs> so I drive over there to see if I get reception. <laughs> I'm trying to help y'all with adulting 101. I know you know what I'm talking about because you don't let them kids slip. So, uh, listen, God don't roll you over into voicemail. God don't, God don't hit. And, hey, 
if you be honest, you be, you've done it too. Be like, mm, I can't take that call right there. That's decline. Reject. Send to voicemail. So, listen, at, at least I got a voicemail. Some of y'all, the subscriber you have called has not yet set up their voicemail. Set that voicemail up. I might be trying to call you. God, you don't get God's voicemail. If you're a Christian, God don't reject you. He don't, he don't decline. God don't have a decline button for his children. You can get Jesus on the main line. I hope you're hearing me this morning. God said you can come to me with boldness anytime you need me. And here's what he said you can get. You can get mercy. Oh, I need mercy. My kids, one of the first things my kids learned uh, uh, about uh, life was mercy is a good thing. See, mercy means you don't get what you got coming. You get better than what you deserve. And, and sometimes I would tell, because I already told y'all, when I spank my kids, it's butt naked on the bed. I ain't spanking you through a shirt. I ain't spanking you through your blue jeans. I ain't even spanking you through your little skinny boxer uh, underwear. You strip butt naked in here, and my, I'd be like, all right, you need to come in my room. It's, it's, we, we about to have to have this discipline. Uh, I want mercy. Because they knew sometimes dad might toss a little mercy their way. Dad be, might, might be like, boy, I'd have beat the skin off you right now. But I'm going to let you slip on this one. That's mercy. God said you can come boldly to his throne. That's where he is. And you can get mercy and grace. And help, listen, in your time of need. When you find a need, when you got fear going on in you, when you need help, when you want mercy and not justice, you can go to God and you can find all that stuff. I want you to get Jesus on the main line because he can be your ready help. He can give you help when you need it the most. There's a cult in Jacksonville teaching uh, angel worship. They won't admit that they're teaching angel worship. I called them out on it. I called them. That's a lie. Uh, I, ain't, I, ain't, I ain't called. They're like, Call on your special angel and, and you can, listen, call on an angel if you want to. I'm calling on Jesus. Now, if he chooses to send ministering spirit to war on my behalf, I'm okay with that, but I'm still starting at the top. Uh, so, some of y'all remember my friend Wendell. Uh, Wendell's got a tow truck company. Every time, Wendell gets all the AAA calls in Jacksonville. That's the hookup. Uh, I don't call, I got AAA, but if I need a tow, I, I, I ain't even calling AAA. I, I'm, I'm calling my friend Wendell, and, and I'm letting him know, hey, man, AAA about to get y'all a call. You can tell one of them drivers uh, they coming out there for, for me. And he's like, I got you, man. He ain't never come with a tow truck. He come, I've used him three different times over the last 15 years. He never, he never showed up with a tow truck. He sent somebody else, but I start that call with him. Uh, I've had uh, Elder Jimmy's company built a couple fences for me. Uh, he, he, he's got other workers that might show up and build you your fence. Now, he come out and built fences for me. He, I'm like, hey, don't you be sending no slacks out here. Don't, don't you be sending no lackeys over, over this way. Uh, but I start with the main, I get the person on the main line that can help me. You don't have to start at the bottom. You can start at the top. You can call Jesus to get help. In your time of need. You can call on the Lord to get mercy. And you better. 
Oh, you bet. Mess around and do wrong. And you start thinking, oh, Lord, I know that's going to come back on me hard. I know I done sowed some wickedness. That's going to prop up a, field, a whole harvest of trouble. You better call on Jesus and be like, I need what? Mercy. Mercy. I need mercy and grace. And God said you can call on him any time to get both. And you can get help in your time of need. It's okay to call your mama. It's okay to call daddy. It's okay to call your big brother, your big sister. Some of y'all call your little brother, your little sister to help you out when you get in a jam. Uh, and I've had to call people. I've had to call this man before. I had to call this man. I'm like, hey, man, I think it's about to pop off up here in this ghetto we call Orange Park Mall. I need you to come over here. Ain't that right? Uh, show, hey, don't, 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 don't give me too long to make a couple of phone calls. I'll get some strong back brothers that'll roll up in there and you won't have that uh, in your favor. But we can call on the most high God to help us when we need help. Can five people say amen? amen. You can call on people to help you, that's fine. But God says you can call on him. Listen to what verse 5 says. I know you don't have it on your screen, but hear the word of the Lord. Keep your life free from the love of money and be satisfied with what you have because he himself has said, I will never leave you or abandon you. Now, some, some of y'all been around church long enough. Y'all remember what that says in the, in the old King's English. I will never leave thee nor what? Forsake thee. I love that verse. I love, some of y'all get stuck on the first half. It says, keep your life free from the love of money. Listen, money ain't the root of all evil. The love of money. Money can be a blessing. It's okay to have money as long as money don't have you. But he said, be satisfied with what you got going on because of this knowledge. God ain't going to leave me. And God is not going to abandon me. He's not going to leave me. He's not going to forsake me. Listen, some of y'all need to realize even in your foolishness, he's still there. He's still there. I, I have spent their whole lives uh, trying to get my kids to understand, even when you're messing up, I still got you. E even, even, in your, even in your silliness, if you mess around and somebody else tries to step to you, you can call me even, even, when even in your struggle because you got me on the main line. And you need to understand that God is not going to leave you because you did something wrong. The devil wants you to think, well, you know, I ain't really all that right now with God, so I'm probably going to have to take this one on my own. No, God is our Father, and a good Father knows, hey, He might let you skin your knee, He might let you fall on your bicycle, but if that dude from down the street come trying to bother with you, God's going to step up off the easy chair and come get you. Anybody know that about our God? God is not going to let the world thrash and trash you. He's available for us to, to be there. He said, I'm never going to leave you. The devil wants you to think God is tired of you. The devil wants you to think that God is going to abandon you. The devil wants you to think because you didn't read your Bible enough this week that God is not here to help you. Listen, God is a loving Father, and He loves His children when we do good and when we do bad. I'm not trying to give a cover-up for sin, but I'm letting you know that if you're in relationship with God, you can be messing up all week long. But when you, when you need Him, He still will show up in your situation. This, this is a good God that we serve. The, the next verse in Hebrews 13, 6 says, The Lord is my helper, so I will have no fear what human beings can do to me. Listen, 
You're worried about what so-and-so is going to do to you. You're worried about what your boss is going to do to you. You're worried about your evals. You're worried about somebody talking trash about you. The Bible says, if God is for me, it don't matter who's against me. You need to get this confidence in the Lord that says, my boss can act crazy as they want to. I'm still safe. I was telling somebody the other day they were worried about something going on. Uh, and I told them, I said, look, they can't show up and take your birthday or your Holy Ghost from you. I've had to tell people like that, fuss at me all you want to. You, you, can't, you can't take my birthday away. You can't take God out of me. You think you got, you got no power over me. The only person who got real power over me is God. You need to get this confidence in your mind. Now listen, if you're not saved, that's not for you. You're on your own. God is not your ready help in time of need. God has not told you you can come boldly to him to get help, grace in your time. God says you can come get salvation. You got to get a relationship with God so he's your father. I already told y'all my, 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 my go-to in my mindset, I see J.J. hiding behind John Amos. J.J. was too skinny to fight anybody. On good times, kid dynamite, he didn't have the skill set to fight anybody. He would have to run. But when John Amos stepped up with that nose this wide on his face, looked, looked like a spear on the, on the, on the end of an arrow. Uh, but this brother was big-backed and ready, and he would let his son hide behind him. and let. Hey, when John Amos would stand up and kick that chair back in one motion, and if he put all that bass in his voice and say, Florida, it was about to pop off. When dad stood up on good times, snatched that door open, then his son would be behind him all like this. You can't punch nobody like this. And he couldn't punch nobody anyhow. But he knew when his daddy was there, it was a whole different story. I want you to get my daddy is with me everywhere I go. Little kids, see, my, my kids, they, 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 they still, they, 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 they tell me they believe it. I, I know they doubt me. My kids thought their whole life uh, when they were really little, not their whole life, but they thought that I was a superhero. And, and I, I would tell them, look, don't mess around with me. I'll I fly right over there. Dad, you can fly? Yeah, I can fly. You're like, you grew up your children lying. You, you, you do you. Don't worry about me. One time my, my son said, Dad, I want to see you fly. I said, well, here's the thing, son. I can only fly when no one's watching. They're like, my dad can fly at night when no one's watching. Yes, those were lies, children. But little kids all, all, all think, a good kid thinks this. If you had a good mom or a good dad, you were like, my daddy can beat your daddy up. My daddy can whoop your daddy. Some, some of y'all didn't, didn't have that father figure, but you grew up. And listen, some of y'all kids, it, it's true when you said, my mama can whoop your mama up. How do we have all that confidence as little children in human beings, but then we get old enough to realize, mm, I'm not really sure if my mom could beat that woman up. That, that woman's kind of thick. I don't really know if my dad can still whoop everybody in the world. Listen, stop having confidence in people, but realize this. If you're a child of God, Jehovah is your father, and our heavenly father can beat anything. You need to get a new attitude this morning, church. You need to get a, my God is with me. 
He's never going to leave me because I slip up. He's never going to fail me. He's never going to abandon me. He's never going to forsake me. Last verse I'm going to give you, 2 Timothy 1.7, says that God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and a sound mind. I want you to say some things with me. I want you to say the word power, love. Then I want you to say the two words, sound mind. Say this with me. Power, love, sound mind. Say it again. Power, love, sound mind. God has not given his children. This is only if you're saved. This is only for born-again people. If you are born again, God has not given you a spirit of fear. So if God took time to say in his Bible, and he did, that he has not given his children a spirit of fear, then there must be a spirit of what? There's a spirit of fear. There's a spirit of fear that wants to grab hold of you and stop you from being all that God called you to be. But God said in his word, we just read it and we just said it out loud. That is not what God, that didn't come from the Lord. Fear didn't come from God. God's not giving his, his children the spirit of fear. He's given us power. He's given us love and sound mind. And I'm going to leave you with this and we're going to be done. Anytime you feel one of those three things slipping in your life, you need to reject that in Jesus' name. You need to know in your mind and in your spirit, you need to say it out loud so your ears can hear it. That ain't from God. You start feeling fear, you start being scared, that ain't from God. God has given me power. You, you, you start feeling your mind start to slip on you, you need to realize that ain't from the Lord. That ain't God's plan for my life. That's not God's best for my life. God didn't just say he's given me power. He's given me love. He's given me a sound mind. I do not believe dementia is your destiny. Now, you might have a senior moment. Some of y'all ain't old enough to know what that means. I, every now and then I have to look at my, my, my kids and say, what was I just saying? Y'all know me. Y'all come to church enough. You, you, I, I'm just open and honest everywhere I go. I don't put on a fake preacher voice and act special up here like the rest of these liars standing behind pulpits. I, every now and then, you come around me long enough, I'll be like, how do we get on Whataburger? <laughs> yeah, how many of y'all been here for that? How, how, how do we start talking about that? And y'all like, we? You the only one talking, man. <laughs> Catch up to yourself, son. Snap back, preacher, get into, get into the, listen, so you might have some senior moments, but I do not believe. You might be rambling on something and forget how you got on that rabbit trail, but I do not believe that it is God's destiny for any of his children to have senility, dementia, Alzheimer's, old timers, Parkinson's, none of that stuff. No, sir. My Bible already tells me it's, it's God's plan for me to have sound mind. I might have some senior moments. I, 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 I might forget what I was saying for a minute, but I know this. long as I live, God is going to give me a sound mind. My, my mind is going to stay strong. My mind is going to stay sound. You need to believe that in the spirit realm, not because you want it to be true. See, that's where good theology turns into foolishness and voodoo. Not just because you want, I just know, I, I am going to be a millionaire. Well, that might just be your desire. Show me in the Bible where it says that. I know God's going to bless me with that convertible I've been believing for. All my, show me, that doesn't say that. It might happen, but you can't say with the same level of confidence that, that that's going to happen as what you read in the book. God said that he has given us a sound mind. 
Stop, stop saying your mind is slipping and realize, no, God's given me a sound mind. I, I got to walk in. I, you you got to possess these three things. Get this and I'm done. You do not have to be fearful because the God in you is powerful. You do not have to be hateful because the God in you is loving. You do not have to have your mind slipping because the God in you has given you a sound mind. Get this. God wants you to operate in, on these three levels. My God in me is strong. I don't have to fear. My God in me is loving. I don't have to be unforgiving. My God in me has given me a sound mind. I do not have to accept any slippage. When, when, on days when you're just feeling unloving, realize God's giving me love. On days when you're not as bold as you should be, realize God is, is, is giving me power. On days when you feel like your mind is about to go, listen, you live, you live long enough and you go through enough hardship, you're going to have some days when you think your mind is just about, you're on your last straw and your mind is about to snap. You need to, you need to believe the truth. Don't just tell yourself stuff and like, well, you need to declare and decree. You need to profess. You need to speak out of your mind. Listen, if you're speaking Bible, that will work. If you're just making stuff up off the rip, I will be skinny. I can look at this belly all day long and say, fat, you must go. And, gee, and I know people that do stuff like that. I curse you to the root. I curse you to the ground. I speak destruction on that fat. Why don't you speak destruction on that second bowl of ice cream? I'm just saying. I'm not, I'm not crossing over into no new age uh, talk stuff into existence. You, you, you ain't going to talk your belly away. That's time to get on a treadmill. But you can talk scripture and have truth manifest in, in your life. When you have fear in your mind, really, God ain't giving me no spirit of fear. I will not fear. I will not fear what man can do to me. I will trust in the Lord. What, 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 what does the song say? Be, because he lives, all fear is gone. Well, why are we fearful? We know we have a living God. What are you scared of? God already said, don't fear what man can do to you. You shouldn't be scared of no human being on this planet when you know that God has got you covered. And you shouldn't be walking around in that unforgiveness and that bitterness. You shouldn't be walking around in that hard-heartedness. The Bible says power, love, and sound mind. Say it one more time when we get out of here. Power, love, and sound mind. That is God's plan for you, not fear. Power, love, and sound mind. That is God's plan for you, not dementia and senility. Power, love, and sound mind. That is God's plan for you. Not sitting in a school chair feeling less than or timid or scared of all your classmates. Power, love, and sound. Not your power, God's power. Not your love, God's love. Not even your mind, the mind of Christ inside you. You need to grab a hold of this today. Power, love, and sound mind. In God, you don't have to be scared of anything. In God, you don't have to be in unloving in any situation. In God, you don't have to let your mind play tricks on you because He has not given His children that. He has given us the ability to walk with power, with love, and in a sound mind. Pray with me. God, thank you for your word. God, I pray 
that we would obey your word and not be fearful. That we would obey your word and not be discouraged. You told us to be not afraid, but be very courageous. God, I pray that you would strengthen us by your spirit. God, I pray that you would let us walk in your power. That we would be strong in, in, in the Lord and in the power of your might. God, I pray that you would let us walk and live every day of our life in love. That we, wouldn't be, that we wouldn't have bitterness, God. That we wouldn't have unforgiveness. But that we would have your love in us. And God, I pray that you would let us understand that you can steady our mind. That you are still a mind regulator. That you are a battle axe. You are a shelter. You are a shield. You are the cleft. In, you are a cleft in the rock. You can cover us under the shadow of your wings. You can protect protect us, take care of us, and that you know everything and everything is in your control. God, I pray in Jesus' name, Lord, that you would let these truths manifest in our life, that we would not let uncertainty and difficulty, let fear creep in on us or let us be discouraged. God, let us not be fearful and let us not be discouraged. Let us go forth from this place refreshed. Let us go forth from this place encouraged. Let us go forth from this place believing that you are the living God and that you are in charge of all of our days, the good ones and the bad ones, that you are the living and true God and that you have a plan, a purpose, and a destiny for our life, that you have placed us here for such a time as this, God. So I pray that you would steady us, that, we, that you would fill us with power, with love, and with soundness of mind. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the AOCF Sound Doctrine Podcast. And visit us on the web at aocfnow.org. Your financial support for this ministry allows us to share the gospel around the world. Your support is greatly appreciated. If you would like to give a donation, please go to aocfnow.org. Abundant Life Christian Fellowship Church. Loving God, loving people.